0: I sat there So of course, I got stuck in my head now. We got this stupid song so bad. Yeah. So again, I had to go down. That's how bad I am. You're going to put it on your iPod right after DJ Assault. (laughs) DJ Assault and bend over, make your knees touch your elbows. (laughs) Bounce it like a yoga ball. And that's how we'll begin the (laughs) Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Martin, here with Chris. We're going over over my new favorite song. Uh, So anybody who saw the Parks and Rec finale, um, they won our flash-forward scene. Is when John Raffio is getting, and i bear very technically his funeral, so they're having his funeral song play, and he's like, he want his favorite song played. It's Little John featuring Taiga uh-huh. Bendova, and starts playing his most ridiculous song in the world, and it's stuck in my head.
1: Uh, that's the worst, dude. Earworms. Are great but awful, especially with their song. You seem to have the knack of getting the most absurdly crazy songs in the world stuck in your head.
0: So, uh, Rack City was my first one that was stuck in my head. Really? Good. Well, the next one, um, I don't even say that weird okay? This is Ass and, uh, T Words <laughs> by uh, <laughs> DJ Assault. Uh,
1: that that should have won a Grammy, right there. I'm telling you. Look so, up that song.
0: Look up those three songs. So, your homework this week. Three songs to look up on the YouTubes yeah, yeah. Rack City by Tyga, T Y G A. Correct. Second, uh, Rack City, oh not Rack City, uh, DJ, the, by DJ Assault, um, Ass and uh, T Words, Women's uh, Breasts. <laughs> and the uh, last one, which is the new one I had this week which is uh, Little John featuring Taiga Bend OVA, O-V-A. So not right. over, not proper grammar, Correct. O-V-A, OVA. Uh, it's awesome in your mind, isn't it? Mm, yes. So even more lately since it's like nice and stress-free, everything just flows now. So it's very good. So we're coming to you on a jam-packed day where my phone died. I was uh, on my phone so really? much today just trying to – my wife's like, "Why is our data usage up today?" And I was like, "I don't know."
1: i trade deadline stuff. So. Um,
0: so, but yeah, I was uh, so trying to tweet out a lot and trying to get fans because the Blues were extremely active. More than I thought they would be. Yes, and I thought the one trade they did first, the first trade, I thought honestly that'd be it. Yeah. I Two more too. happened, and one is Chris's favorite trade in the world. Oh. I got. I want. I, I have a proposition for you that we'll go over when the trade happens. Okay. So we'll go over that. So we're gonna go like this. We're gonna go back. Do a recap real quick of the games this week that we've yeah. gone over, yeah. and then we're gonna go into the trade deadline for the Blues, and then we're going to the trade deadline for all the NHL. Mind you, there's a lot of things happening today, so weird crazy. So we are not going to go over every single trade because the highlights. But we're gonna try. I'm trying to hit the big ones or ones that will directly kind of affect the mm-hmm. Blues. Chicago made a lot of moves more than I thought they would too, but mm-hmm. they had a big injury, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting thing come out of chicago as well yep so we have which may or may not be true yeah so we have a, a ton of stuff to go through today mm-hmm. so uh thanks for being with us and uh, let's get into it so much better week this week than yes it was. so the last time we uh left you was i believe the penguins game right? yeah the penguins game was the last smashed. game so that trend continued on Tuesday, February 24th, when the Blues faced off against the Montreal Canadiens. Always loving the Canadiens coming to town. I just love seeing that jersey. That's pretty really classic. Uh, one of the top teams in the East, or the top team in the East, mm-hmm. I think, as of this moment. And uh, did not start off well at the 13-22 mark. Alex Galchenyuk gets a goal, his 17th of the year, from P.K. Subban and Andrei Markov.
1: Yep, it just it continued this trend that we've seen for the Slow last Slow starts. Slow starts and giving up the first goal, man. It, it seems like it is Groundhog's Day when it comes to the St. Louis Blues. Yep. Where this is always a trend. Slow starts and coming back from behind.
0: And Jake Allen is in net for this one. So, um, didn't really go the best for him. So, the first period, I think the Blues just struggled. So, and he kind of hung with it. So, uh, but unfortunately, you know, Gauthier gets the goal. You know, we'll keep going with the Not, not really much happened. Just, uh, Blues got destroyed on everything in that period. Yeah. Face-off circle, everything. So second period, uh, more from the Montreal Canadiens. Alex Galtonia gets his second of the game, his 18th of the year, at the 311 mark from uh, uh, Thomas Plekannik. P- 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 there we go. Yeah. Blues kind of fight back. And get Dave Backus. Backus gets his 20th of the year at the 601 mark from Teresinko and Oshie. So you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And Blues can come back. And then, no, Brennan Gallagher at the 15-49 mark gets his 16th of the year. And then it just keeps rolling. Michael Bernal gets a breakaway goal after him and uh, Reeves were kind of in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. And it was just – You jumped out right into <laughs> it. Jumped out and it was just a perfect kind of, you know, uh, you know, pass. And then he was a speedster and Reeves had no – as Reeves oh, that- is your last man back that's yeah, got promise. problems. Goes uh, top shelf on Jake Allen, and unfortunately that makes it four to one Montreal. Uh Oshie comes back a little bit later at seventeen forty five, gets his seventeenth of the year from Petrangelo and Bommister. Uh You're hoping that maybe the uh, was this the Make a Wish game? Yes, I think so. Yeah,
1: it was good to see him get one.
0: Yeah, so that was with uh, brought a brought a, a kid from uh, North Dakota. North Dakota flew all the way in. Was a practice that day shooting some pucks and yep. then went to the game that night. Got kind of an Oshie jersey and stuff. It was really cool to see. So a good piece there by the Blues. Uh, you know, So I'm glad that they do, they do a lot of community stuff. So there's no surprise there. Sure. So And then, unfortunately, Brennan Gallagher gets a goal in the third period at 15:47, his 17th of the year, a power play goal from Markov and P.K. Subban. And that's how it ends, 5-2. Um, this year you know, there was not much fight in the Blues again. No. And really uh, that, that goaltending is rearing his ugly head again, mm-hmm. where I thought – Jake Allen was fighting it a lot. Yeah. Hey. had a couple of those defense wasn't the best at times. A lot of odd man rushes. Also, I will say that. Um, the one Gallagher goal, his first one was a very bad drop drop pass by Tara Where he was doing to nobody. I agree. No, and that sprung Gallagher the other way. And then the, obviously the Bernabeau, uh goal was right after that. And then, that was just a tidal wave, and the Blues just couldn't come back.
1: I believe this was the game where uh, afterwards Jake Allen had comments about being this late in the season, we can't give up this many odd-man rushes. Yep. Uh, not hanging it all on his team, because he even made the comment that he himself needs to be better, but basically saying, guys, give me some help here. Like mm-hmm. You're letting everybody come in on an odd-man rush. And that was really up through this
0: Montreal game for the past week, a big problem with this team. And, uh, yeah. So I mean, according to Rutherford tweeted out that he was, that Jake Allen was visibly upset. Yeah. You know, he didn't say at the team or at who, you know, he didn't really say exactly who the team himself, but then those comments came out. So who knows? There's been a lot of interesting things that come up,
1: words and actions in the last two weeks with this team. Um, We got clarification on the Stasny comments from last week. Mm. You know, we initially, and I think most everyone thought they were that he was talking about the team being down, but it turns out that he um, was talking about Hitchcock. And you said you saw something with him on NHL tonight where they asked him about it, and he kind of brushed it off. Brushed it off, but made it. Made it known that it was Hitchcock without coming out and saying
0: Hitchcock. Yeah, he basically taught they talked they asked about the line juggling and he kinda had his look on his face like, Here we go again and uh you know, didn't really get into. Basically it basically was very political and right. even the host, even whoever his guy's name it was, the not the guy not Kevin Weeks, the other guy next other to him. The other guy, yeah. And basically just said, you know he was like, I was very political of you and he just smiled and kinda put the headset down and walked away. Like That's I that. think you know it's he's like, I'm tired of this, but so as we complain about the goaltending, let's get into the next game where mm-hmm. the Blues need to bounce back, and they play division rival, the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg, very the loud. The beginning
1: of a Western Canada trip, which never usually
0: goes well for the Blues. And they, uh, you know, on the homestand, they start off at 1-3, and three, so you're like, wow, this is not going to be good. But uh, the Blues played uh, extremely well They seemed very game. aggressive. Um. And man, the Jets were hitting everything. I mean, it was obscene on how much stuff they were hitting. And uh, yeah, I was kind of blown away on how kind of how physical they were. Like, I mean, I not discounting the Jets or anything, but I was very, I was very impressed.
1: I was too, especially you know the way this team had played the previous week. They just didn't seem to have that fire in them. So it was nice to see them come out and hit and skate and do all the things that we're used to this team doing.
0: Man, and they had a really good power play going. Uh, they had five shots on this one power play, and uh, Winnipeg has been going with their backup goalie, uh, uh, Hutchinson, uh, Michael Hutchinson, who yeah. had not a,
1: not the dead singer from NXS, but an actual live guy.
0: Correct. So, um, and he's a, he's a I was a, I was very impressed because that's one of the moves I was surprised they went with because I really thought Montoya, you know, did really well last year for them, and then they went with this guy who's relatively unknown. Yeah and uh, has basically got them back in the playoff hunt. So, um, Yeah, they're
1: what? I mean, going into this week, they were four points back in Chicago yeah. for number three. In the and
0: only only a game uh, that I think Chicago had one game in hand on them, technically. Yeah. So the first period, not much is going. No uh, no scoring, so 0-0. Zero, zero. But uh very competitive game. Like I said, a lot of hitting. Um, the big uh, play happened in the second period. At 18-11, Patrick Berglund gets his eighth-year no. fake goal. Uh, that can't be right. And by from <laughs> Paul Stasny and Ryan. We all Reeves.
1: know all Berglund does is turn it over and is lazy, and can't do anything, and makes lots of
0: stupid money. Correct. And Paul Stasny with an awesome pass here on kind of a kind of a two on one after they kept it in the zone. Like we said, this line this is line's great. This line is turning like everybody's kinda of complaining about Berglund right now. I don't this, know why. Move him in the offseason. That's fine. He's making a lot of money. you got to give that money to Tarasenko. I get it. Agreed. But right now, like, there's really nobody out there that could be an upgrade over him without no. over an extreme overpayment.
1: That, and I think right now, you see the cohesiveness that this line has, and why would you mess with that right now? Yeah. You know, you see what what Stasny brings to that line, but you have to look at and, and this became apparent in later games this week that we'll talk to you, that Berglund was a beast, mm-hmm. and really is kind of the glue on this line, making things click for both Stasny and Yaskin.
0: Like, like I, I think I sent you a message the other night, or I might have even put on it on a Twitter. It was like when we talk about the Vancouver game coming up, and yeah. I said when Patrick Berglund is throwing hits and knocking people down, you know it's a physical game Correct. because he's one of the last people you think they would do that. Unfortunately, the Blues couldn't hold the lead uh, early on in the third period at the three fourteen mark. Mark Scheifele gets his tenth of the year yep. from Andrew Ladd and Michael Frolik. Unfortunately, on this play, um, Bertrandio breaks his stick literally seconds before it and throws it down, which yeah. leaves. Uh, Shifley uncovered right right in front and knocks it home after a pass from behind the net from uh, Andrew Webb. Is it
1: me or the last couple of weeks, does it seem like sticks are breaking at a, a crazy fast I place?
0: think we think it was like this game or the Vancouver game where we were just like... This whole was, week, man. It's been crazy. I, I
1: first started it in the Winnipeg game is where we first noticed it because our goalie Mike brought it up and I've been paying attention and like and even in the Edmonton game and the Vancouver game, it just seems like Sticks are breaking if you look at them wrong.
0: Yeah, so that's why that a goes, lot of money to yeah. get
1: shattered like that.
0: Yeah, I mean it for compared to me and you were our sticks are not exactly that good. These are like probably 150, 200 maybe more dollar sticks. Yeah, and they're just shattering. And they're like, okay, move on. So look this one, nothing happens in overtime, goes in the shootout where I was not exactly happy because I was like, Oh man, I didn't realize how good the goalie was.
1: Yeah, what was he?
0: Zero 14, goals on fourteen. 14 attempts. attempts. So that's really good. Damn. So the first Oshi uh, tries as usual, behind, you know, slowly comes in. Yeah. Goes try to go between the legs, but she's just a bit high, and he gets on the top of the pad, So he goes tries to go five hole.
1: He's not the automatic that he used to be, and I really wonder if the dry scrape is what. Oh, it. I what think that he's had
0: in the sudden in the, in the uh, early this year. I think he's kind of said that was kind of an issue that, yeah. that kind of was because he is not
1: Mister yep. Automatic that he has been.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Brian Little goes uh, gets stopped. Uh, Drew Stafford gets stopped. And then uh, Tarasenko goes and outweights Hutchinson and gets a goal. Yeah, a man, very awesome! Damn move. near parallel with the goal. Yeah, A very awesome move there. And your lag comes in fast. It takes a quick shot, like I don't think it'd be nothing. Elliot huh. gets gets this with a glove, but not all of it. And it goes behind, pops up behind him, and just slowly goes into the net. And he thought he had it. And me and you were watching this at a. At a bar after our game. And I wanted to we, the table over. Yeah, I mean, you were just like, you got to be kidding me. That's just it's such a Brian Elliott type goal. It's a goal Brian Elliott goal. Where it's like you almost have it, and you're like, uh-huh. yeah. So, but Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory is what I like to call it. Yes, and but luckily Alexander Steen gets. The exact the, same thing happens on the other Yeah, end. so he basically beats uh, Hutchinson on the backhand, but he hits the post. Yeah. And as Hutchinson is sliding behind him, hits with his skate into the net just enough, That's and the goal. Blues get the 2-1 shootout win. So uh, Chicago loses that night, so Winnipeg gains a little ground, and we get a little further and, ahead. Uh, uh, and
1: Nashville, Nashville lost,
0: Nashville too. Nashville lost, too. So Blues slowly get into seven points. Yeah, so they're slowly crawling in there. So Blues, you think things are looking good. They play the Oilers on Saturday. Um, So I will be honest with you, this, is, this game just kind of didn't go the way I thought it would.
1: Not uh, me either. I really thought we were going to be looking at a 4-1, 5-1 Blues win.
0: Uh, the Blues. Uh, let's just let's go through them quickly because it just it, this game was almost borderline boring. Yeah, I fell was, asleep during this game, so it,
1: there, it was a pretty big snooze. There was not And it was a nine o'clock, o'clock, o'clock game penalties. local time. Yeah, yeah. It, nine, it, well, it was the late night game for Hockey Night in Canada.
0: Yeah, it was an uh, it was an interesting uh, you know, game because like you said, there's no penalties in the first and second period, so not, it was just kind of like and it wasn't really back and forth. It was just kind of like there. Yeah. Uh. So hey, the first period. Uh, before we start, mm-hmm. is Taylor Hall hurt? Yes. All right. And a hand injury, uh, I believe. Okay, because they like, said they, it during the broadcast. as on. I did, must lying. have missed
1: it because I, I I was obviously wasn't on the ice, but like you know, I did a quick Google and nothing popped up, but I didn't hear them say anything. And I was
0: like, okay. Mind you, they're sitting Jeff Petrie, who was going to be pretty much deadline. And that's date.
1: what I was wondering. I was like, surely they are not going to trade him, but I, I I didn't hear them mention the injury. They really
0: their top line was like Nugent Hopkins. Eberle and I forgot the other person. And then our second, like they had like virtually like a bunch of no names going on a third. And it was fourth a skeleton group. And, and that's why I was like, got that hurt shit. early
1: and they were down to 11 forwards.
0: It was one of their, a uh, guy actually played with uh Yori Letera last year on his line, actually. Okay. On, so it was kind of, so they were friends actually, and were cordial. So uh, I can't remember the guy's name for life of me, but we'll get into this game. Uh, first period, the 12, 11 mark, Dmitry Yaskin continues his hot streak and gets a, his 10th of the year. Yeah, ten goals from a guy who wasn't even slated to was you know to, wasn't even start the year on this team, yeah. so it was awesome from Stasny and Berglund An yeah, awesome yeah, keep yeah. in from Berglund. So amazing
1: we'll, turnover from Berglund uh, to keep the puck in the net. An uh, awesome passing play, great pass to Stasny who already knew where he was going and was right back off the blade of Stasny to ask and who just put it by scribbins who had no chance.
0: And then uh, going to the second period. well, Once again, no penalties for first second period, but the, in the second period, Justin Schultz is his fifth of the year from Jordan Eberle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This was a blast in the point. Yep. And just didn't – uh this time, you have uh, Brian Elliott net, did not even see it. So, the third period, the 14-20 mark, Paul Stastny is his 12th of the year from Ian Cole, a really weak backhander. Yeah. <laughs> kind of similar to kind of like how Elliott not, got scored on last week in the Pittsburgh Close. game. But, damn, it was – There was other saves that Scribbins made that were a lot better. Uh-huh. And uh, – yeah, it was interesting. So, Blues go on to win the game two to one. Stats need a first star, Yaskin second, and Justin Schultz a third star.
1: And as it always seems to be the case, the Blues win the first two games of the Western Canadian road trip heading to Vancouver.
0: Yep. So they go to Vancouver, and this were back-to-back games. So. You could
1: well two games in less than twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. And really, you could break this game apart into four games. Yeah. The, so in The first ten minutes. The next 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. The last 20 minutes,
0: you're over on minutes, then let's go ahead
1: and then, well, I'm including overtime. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then the shootout.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: The first 10 minutes, the Blues dominate,
0: and it was awesome.
1: The next 30 minutes, Vancouver takes it to St. Louis like no one I've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. It was not fun to watch. This is where I was, uh, I decided to do my superstitious thing that I do that I fell asleep during the Blues game on Saturday, and we scored in one. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to bed, Yeah. and uh, let's see what happens. And a couple of my – not you, a couple of friends were texting me and said, uh, it's not nice things about me. Uh, and sure. <laughs> and uh, I decided to do it, and guess what happened? So we'll get into everything. Cool. We'll start from the beginning. Like we said, the first 10 minutes, the Blues looked. It came out flying. Finally scored a first-period goal in the – this is the first time to scored a first-period goal in seven games. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah, going to last game it was actually because we actually scored in the first period. Right. So this is the, the second game in a row. So um, Reeves gets one at 30, the 302 mark, his sixth of the year, from Steve Ott and Marcel Gotch. So, I, you know what? Pause for a minute. I really like how Gotch is fitting into this team. Yep. He fits in the mold. of a good defensive forward. I think it's helped that line out. It's helped Reeves just kind of recap it. A ton. Which uh, we'll talk about another little. There's also another thing that happened during this game, which... Uh, the one of the Vancouver goals, is a little controversial. Oh, to say the least. So at the 559 mark, Alistair gets an awesome, uh, mind you, awesome pass from Steve Ott yeah. to Ryan Reese. He found him, got through three uh, Vancouver defenders to get this the goal. Pirates got skills, man. Petrangelo gets his sixth of the year from Oshie and Bacchus. Uh, once again, another awesome play. Well, it's another nice passing play into the zone and Oshie finds Petrangelo streaking in wide open and he goes short side on Eddie Lack.
1: Who, by the way, Eddie Lack, blues killer. Yeah, like straight up, Eddie Lack is a blues killer
0: until the third period. Yeah, I mean he's still there's a lot of goals. And
1: we uh, going into this game, have the Blues beat Eddie Lack? I don't think they have.
0: I'd have to look that. I'd look into that. I'm I'm
1: pretty sure that he's like four or five and zero against the Blues. Mm. I could be wrong. We'll stat check that, but I'm almost positive. I'll tweet
0: that out later. But yeah, so we'll uh, have to look into that because I mean it was just. After this point on, which is 7.24 mark, Sean Mathias gets a two-on-one goal. His 16th year from Chris Higgins and Lyndon Vay. The 9.40 mark, Yannick Weber ties it at 2-2. His 6th year with a blast from the point from Verbata and Derek Dorsett. So right there, it's 2-2, like 10 minutes into the game. So this game is pretty much the opposite of what you thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little more defensive, but it's just back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. So the second period comes around and Yannick Hansen gets his thirteenth of the year at ten fifteen from Ronalds, Rollins, Kinnens, and Ryan Stanton. This is a very controversial goal. So basically, a goal that shouldn't have gone in the first place. Agreed. Um he throws it on a weak backhander from the left side on goal. For some reason Jake Allen is sliding, um he's sliding left to right. And instead of kind of catching up with his body, he decides to kind of scissor it. Yeah, with his with his uh, glove and blocker and stick yeah. and everything, and does not get all of it. Goes between his legs and slowly goes in. Uh, actually goes between his legs and he kicks it in. Yeah. But at this time, for whistle m- m- is blown before the because uh, the referee kind of a quick whistle. I will say that. But the whistle was blown. Goes between his legs and he kicks it in. Review goes to Toronto. Apparently this year the new rule is that Toronto can overrule like a referee's whistle if it's blown too early. Yeah. And that's what they ruled. And the goal is counted as good, which I really, I was like, I was, I was a hundred percent like that's not going to count. And then all of a sudden like they come back from a, it was just going to longer, yeah. and longer review. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. They come back and points to the middle and, and no, no argument from the blues, which I thought was very kind of interesting, but I guess they just were like, you know what, let's just roll with it. They're
1: going to have to change the wording of the uh, intent rule then in the off season. Cause I'm with you. Like as soon as the whistle blew, I was like, all right, well the whistle blew, the puck is clearly not over the line. That's no goal.
0: Yeah. It's kind of weird how they have two rules in the thing. It's like, is it intent to blow the whistle? You, so basically if they're getting ready to blow the whistle and the puck's like slowly going across the line, they can wave it off. Right. But yet they can, Toronto can overrule the referee in case he thinks he's blowing the whistle too early. So it's kind of like, right. I don't know. It's two sides of a coin there, which is kind of interesting. So, at the 1752 mark, Henrik Zending is his 13th of the year from Dan Hanyus and Ronald Kinnins once again. Uh, it's off a shot from the point, and Allen's kind of hung out the dry. Yep. And 4-2 uh, Vancouver, and they have all the momentum. So in the third period, Ryan Ellis comes in after Jake Allen has been the city struggling to say the least.
1: To say the least,
0: yes. Uh, Nick Bonino gets his 12th of the year from Weber and uh, writing verbata. And then interesting stuff happens. Yeah. which um, multiple, I've seen different stories, so we'll go I have, two. So, basically, <clears throat> I've watched the, I've actually wide taped the game, luckily, so I watched it, and well, Elliot's kind of chilling in net, and all of a sudden he just heads to the bench, and Jake Allen comes back in, and you can see Elliot is not happy. So, I don't know if he's not happy getting pulled or happy of not letting the goal in, whatever well, happened.
1: Well, and, and the, the rumor is also, depending on who you talk to, I think, I don't know if it was Andy Strickland or Jeremy Rutherford who tweeted this, that Elliot pulled himself.
0: Yeah, that's what I think Strickland said. And then Rutherford, I they clarified after the game, that Hitch said he didn't want to risk Elliott's injury, that he just wanted to pull him and let Jake finish it out. because the game was getting out of hand. Yeah, so he just said, you know what, just let Jake finish it. In this case, just leave Jake in then. if yeah. you thought that in the first well, case. Well,
1: you know, Darren Pang mentioned this as it was happening, and I get it. That you know, in a game like this, you go into the day knowing that Vancouver's lost, or I'm sorry, that uh, that Nashville's lost. You have a chance to pull within three points, and the game is not out of hand at four to two. Maybe you make a change. Maybe it sparks the team. You can come back. But when you know three minutes into the period, you give up a fifth goal. Okay, it's obvious it's not going to happen tonight. Let's get Elliot out of there. And let Jake finish the game.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. However. <laughs> Who knows? So then that happens. Uh, and we'll go to some comments from Jake Allen after the game, which I thought were interesting. I didn't see those, so. I'll have to let you know. So at the eight eighteen mark, the Blues start to mount a comeback, and uh, Dimitri Yaskins is 11th of the year on the power play from Stastny and Oshie, off kind of a play in front. Uh, Stastny fed it in front, and Yaskin yep. knocks it in. At the 14-19, Pateri Lindbaum off a nice pass from Jaden Schwartz. Great pass. Yeah, and it's it his second of the year, uh, like I said, from Schwartz and Tarasenko. So, good play by Tarasenko along the boards to kind of keep it in, get it to Schwartz, and Schwartz feeds it to a streaking Lindbaum, who uh, kind of faked a slap shot and did a wrist shot that beats Eddie Lack on his blocking yep. side. So, at this point, you're like, oh, 5-4. Maybe there's time. Yeah, there's time, and there was. At the fifteen thirty one mark. David back, gets his twenty first of the year from T.J. Oshie off kind of a shot from I think shot from Oshie. He's yeah. in front and just kind of swatting at it, and it goes in. Yeah. And the Blues have tied the game five to five, and all the momentum's going their way. They hit the post twice, twice in, in the overtime. First
1: Sixty seconds of overtime. Yeah. Bo-, sure to watch. Bo
0: Meester gets the one. Oh, she gets the first one. Oh, she gets the first one, then Bo Meester gets the second uh-huh. one.
1: Oh, gets
0: one. Uh, two on one, where he goes, tries to go top corner. I mean,
1: and I mean, it, dude, it was perfect. The only thing that wasn't perfect was that it hit the net and or hit the post and went up and out. Yeah. The following faceoff, they cycle the puck around. Bo Meester rips one from just above the far circle and hits the other post.
0: Yeah. So uh, Eddie Lacroix thanking those posts, mm-hmm. and she it happens? And Jake Allen forgets how to goaltend. Uh, so, man, man, he, he just, I watched, I didn't, obviously his live. So I watched it Dude, and he just didn't like the first, the first did, attempt. Good move by Bonino. I'll say he that. He went but.
1: down so fast that, I mean, I looked at it. I was like, Oh, even before they, even before Bonino lifted the double him I was like, he was, he hadn't even really made the, the move yet. And Alan committed mm. and was down on his stomach. And the next two, I don't even think he moved. He pulled a Roberto Luongo mm-hmm. and just kind of stood there and watched him go in.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, this real quick. Bonino, Verbata, and Higgins all score. <laughs> yeah. And then Oshi does not. Terasenko does. Terasenko goes top corner on yeah. black. Rifles one pass. That him. was an awesome shot.
1: Speaking of Terasenko, mm-hmm. I've noticed the last, I would say, five to 10 games that he has gotten away from what has worked for him. Um, and it seems like he is forcing it quite a bit. Yeah. He's not fighting the puck because he's still getting shots, but it seems like instead of just relaxing and ripping a shot, he's trying to aim too much.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it seems like he's just that whole line, uh, seemed to be kind of fighting it. Uh, Latera just, I don't know. Cause I'm very head He had, he had the, concussion, the concussion. Yeah. And, uh, he doesn't see, hasn't been right. He has been kind of struggling, and that whole line, I think, this needs kind of.
1: They seem like they want to make one too many passes.
0: Yeah, just just because I think at the beginning of the year they're getting away with that because nobody kind of right. knew what was well, coming. Well, it's
1: becoming obvious that teams are double teaming Jersey.
0: Yeah, I mean the teams are really focusing saw on the him Vancouver yeah. game. Like, yeah. He had a, no room,
1: no room to skate or puck handle or anything.
0: When he did, I mean, he had a couple of shots. Remember the one shot he had hit uh, Lack right in the mask. Yep. You right know, in the forehead. So, I mean, he's getting there. It's just slightly, I mean, he's just off. So, he'll, I mean, like I said, you go through ups and downs in a season. So, sure. hopefully, you're in the down point. I'd rather have him be down now. And then you start I to hit agree. your stride in about two or three weeks. Start to hit your stride. And then you're, I like, agree. that's kind of what happened. He got in, an income injury last year in the playoffs. And, you know, it was awesome. Yep. So, hopefully that happens again. So, we'll lose, Have a couple games this week. Have a lot of days off finally. And yeah. But you look at this Thursday
1: a week ago. I think that. You have to look at this week versus last week. The start, the end of last week started this week. We were nine points out of first in the Central and only three points up on Chicago. Mm-hmm. We now come into today four points back of Nashville, who, as of the time we were recording this, was losing in New York two to one at the end of two. I'm
0: on it. Keep going.
1: And we are now. Six points up
0: on Chicago, who is um, playing in Carolina tonight? I believe Chicago is winning one nothing at the end of the one. The Rangers are up three to one, with about fourteen minutes left.
1: Okay, so look at the difference a week makes. We went from fighting to hold on to number two to really making a legitimate run at taking over the lead of the Central. It's it's such an ebb and flow thing that happens in in the course of of these weeks and months towards the end where, you know, a week ago we were ready to write off the central division that, okay, we're not going to catch Nashville. Nashville's off for the races. Let's focus on locking down number two. Pray to God that Winnipeg could overtake Chicago. Now here we are seven days later. We're only four points out of central division lead.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's there to the point of, and everybody's on even games right now, so both Nashville, St. Louis, and Chicago all have 63 games played, and it's... eight. after
1: tonight, we'll have a game in hand on both.
0: Yeah. 89, 85, and 79. Yeah. So, I mean, Chicago, is, we're up by six right now, so they went to nine to by four. So, I mean, it could, and it's going to be... I know Chicago, they went and made a lot of trades, so who knows how they're going to yep. be, but um, I knew Nashville had, like, a tougher schedule. We had, I mean, opponent-wise, I sure. think we had more of a just tough as in, like... On the road a ton. Yes. You know, that was kind of our deal. The, uh, thing,
1: the, the three things that I took out of this last Vancouver game. Number one, I'm happy with that point. If you had told me at the start of the third period that we were going to get a one point out of that game, I would have thought you were lying. Mm-hmm. Number two, our power play, real pretty, up to the point that it's not scoring. Yeah. I mean, we're holding it in the zone. We're making passes. We're clean. We're recycling the puck. Everything looks great. We're not putting it in the net.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. So
1: there was there was a power play, I think, in the second period, towards the end of the second, where I think St. Louis had the puck in the attack
0: zone for a minute forty. Yeah, that power minutes, play, and then they just and got one, one shot. shot. It was awesome looking, but with no, they would not it take the shot.
1: Fantastic,
0: but they would not take a shot for the sake of their life. Man, like. so let's uh, a couple. Let's just get into a couple of games for next week, and then we'll get into the. Trade deadline, a sure. big trade deadline uh, wrap-up, I guess you could say. So they play at Philadelphia on Thursday, March 5th, and then at Toronto, who <laughs> Toronto, who is really all on fire today. Yeah, they just kind of they officially gave up. So almost got 100%. Apparently, they still have a couple guys they hold on to. Then they come home for a bunch of games that Chris can't go to. True. So I feel bad.
1: I was supposed to go to Star Wars night, but now I want to be in Reno, Nevada, going yeah. to the Chicken Ranch.
0: Going to the Chicken.
1: All right. Uh, my, God love my dad. He he tries to be up on current events and things. Like, we went out to dinner earlier tonight. Told him that I was going to Reno for for work, and I know that he meant the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Um, which, for those of you who may not know, is like the really famous brothel that Howard Stern used to talk about. Yeah. They had a show on Showtime, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, but instead of saying the Bunny Ranch, right? I goes, oh, you're going to Reno. Are you going to go to the Chicken Ranch? First of all, it's the Bunny Ranch. And secondly, I'm not sure what to think of my dad, and I hope he wasn't seriously asking me if I was going to go to a whorehouse.
0: Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess it is legal there. Say, so, you know, technically, it's just like if you're going down at like Seven Eleven. It's
1: true. I mean, I guess, I guess if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it there. Yeah. But I also think that it's not real cheap. Like I think it's like buying a car, expensive.
0: Yeah, that's. And um, I'm
1: not, I'm not rolling that kind of money. And I don't think Bill. I you, you come. I was
0: you come. That the expense.
1: I don't, I don't think, I don't think Bill's going to sign off the Gold Amex on a trip to the Bunny Ranch.
0: That's a massage. Right, massage.
1: The flight was really turbulent. I just needed to get the kinks worked out.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, there you go. So, like I said, they they uh, at Philly, at the Maple Leafs. And then we talked about the week of what Chris will be to this game. I will be at two of these three games. Believe it or not. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. But one game, they I will be the March 10th game. Where the Blues play the Jets. Then the 12th, where they play the Flyers. And Kevin
1: Spacey Doublehead Night.
0: I will be at that one, and then Saturday, March 14th, they play against the Wild. So some good uh, teams there. So I will be at two of those. So yep. anybody is bring me my shirt. I will. And then if there's anybody to go meet those games, the 10th and the 12th, I will at least say uh, where I'm at, and maybe have meet up and say hi. So that'll be awesome.
1: I question Jason's commitment to our team because he's skipping. He and Mike are goalie are skipping our last regular season hockey game to go to Kevin Spacey slash Vladimir Tarasenko bobblehead night.
0: We'll be fine. You'll be fine.
1: It's true. I mean, if there's any team, yeah. Yeah, be you'll
0: be fine. <laughs> Just leave we'll it at that. We'll be fine. At okay. least you back for the playoffs. I'll be back for playoffs. That's where <laughs> I make my bread and butter at. So, trade deadline special. Play fancy music. There's I didn't have put anything in there, you so it's put okay. put something in there. Yeah, I would probably You
1: can edit it. Put something fancy in there.
0: <laughs> Bend over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Do it. Yeah, I know. So anyway, we'll go into the Blues do Trade Line city. Deadline Rack City. I'll put that in there. <laughs> trade trade city.
1: city.
0: Trade Trade City. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So we'll go back a smidgen to not to today is the March second 2nd of March. I'm gonna go back a couple days to do put a trade in there. The blues reacquire Adam Cracknell from the Columbus Blue Jackets for future considerations. And
1: right. probably send his ass to Chicago.
0: So Chicago apparently is going through some injuries.
1: Not Chicago Blackhawks, Chicago Wolves. Well, so apparently
0: right. they're going through a bunch of uh, injuries, so he's a good vet to have down there. Yep. And like I said, he'll probably be one of the uh, black aces that come up here during the oh, I agree. time. I agree. You know, Because I know he knows the systems and all good stuff, so he will be somewhere it's like, okay, he's going to take over for Ott and stuff like no. this. No, sorry, not happening. The CPR lines to be back. No, it's, no not. it's not. So, sorry, but sorry to get everybody's hopes up. But no, no I, I love so. that line as much as anybody. But unfortunately, I, I think you just have Gosh, who's a lot, who's I, agree.
1: Gosh has been great.
0: As, he's an upgrade o- may... over Porter. Yeah, Gosh could do. Gosh is really good at face-offs. So yeah. that, he has that edge on him. So if you want to say they're exactly the same, he has that edge, which yeah. automatically you're in over Porter. That's just how I view it. I agree. So. The big trade of the day. I would say I thought they were done after this trade, honestly. But yeah. uh, they actually did some more. So, Zebnik McCulloch comes to the St. Louis Blues after, you know, so I have obviously talked about this, who I wanted him. Um, the Blues get him finally. Apparently, according to Armstrong in this little interview he did that's on the Blues website, saying that they were been in on him since January. Wow. And then he got injured, which slowed things down. So the Blues actually get a conditional third-round pick from this. Basically, this pick is in case McCulloch never plays with the Blues. You ask why.
1: Well, I'll tell you why. A, he has a concussion. And B, he's a UFA. Yeah. So you hope not.
0: So basically, he plays one minute of the, with the Blues, one second, I guess, technically. Yeah. You don't know, do it that way. That pick goes right back to Arizona. Correct. So the Blues send last year's second round pick Maxim Letuninov. Letunov. Let's go with that. Sure. And uh, he LeTuna, is LeTuna
1: not going to play here
0: anymore. Co- <laughs> correct. <laughs> and he is actually one of the you know, top five of the USHL square right now. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "Oh my God, you guys gave him up," and I'm almost like, he, he's like number. I think yeah. I think on hockey futures and what I was reading on the future watch whatever that got published this year even after he was doing well, he was still number nine on our depth chart. Yeah. So he's a few years away at least. And you got to think of like what we have now. We um, have, we have a lot of depth already. Yeah. And our team is pretty young, honestly, like outside of, uh, I don't know what gotcha his age is technically, but I thought at one time, like Jordan Leopold was our oldest person at 33 years old. And then after that was bear Jackman at 30, 31. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at a lot, are your, most of your team under 30. So, you're okay. And I some of your two rising stars right now are like 22, 23 years old in shorts and whatever. So I think yeah. you're fine. I agree. So I was fine giving that up. Um, you know, a lot of people saying he was a steal of the draft last year. I'm like, I don't never read that. I don't know. I love reading. But there was, like um, that, so
1: our, our favorite place to go for ass nine blues trade rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Bring Facebook. that up. Um, there was a rumor and I immediately sent it to you and we laughed about it was, Somebody said that they heard rumors mm. that the blues in Toronto were talking. This is this could be the craziest thing I've heard in my life.
0: Do it. I know, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead.
1: Patrick Berglund and Schmaltz. Not Jaden Schwartz.
0: Jordan Schmaltz. Jordan Schmaltz. Who was our first round pick from round 2013.
1: Like, Jordan Schmaltz and Berglund to Toronto for Roman Polak and Phil Kessel. And I just went, alright, stop.
0: Yep, you're done. Like
1: A, no. And B, Toronto may be having a fire sale, Nothing. but there's a difference between a fire sale and just giving away the yeah.
0: house. Yeah, uh, I, I put out there on uh, our Twitters that, uh, like who do you th- want the blues to pick up? Or what do you think, you know, the blues need to do? And, uh, somebody said, Phil Kessel, I said, Phil Kessel is not going to fit on his team. Cause he's going to have to play defense. And he's like, "Well, Toronto's defense doesn't play defense, so we'll be fine." And I was like, mm, "No, doesn't work out that." It's the
1: same thing with the veteran. Yeah, so uh, you
0: know, that, they don't.
1: You have to look at the system this team plays, and you know Hitchcock wants two way
0: forwards. your response on Twitter to that uh one, no,
1: um, that was a different one.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. But I could, I was at work, so I couldn't. I was gonna look that's up. That's the one picture. That you
1: you know what the no was for.
0: Ah, that's right. So we'll get into that one next. I thought that was that one. Sorry, I have a lot of stuff in today I'm trying to go back through. So big trade there. So I think McCulloch, who it will be an upgrade over Ian Cole.
1: I agree. I, I I hope that the guy gets better, and I hope he can play, because if he does, I think that sets up really, really good defensive pairings along with this next
0: range Yep, so he's 30, 32, Ranks even being injured, he's ranks 12th in NHL with 130 block shots. Um, from everything I read, it sounds Stop like
1: blocking him with your head.
0: Yeah, so from what I heard, like everything that I have kind of read, like not kind of. He was very, you know, kind of like the one of number one, number two defensemen yeah. back before he signed with Pittsburgh a few years ago. Mm. But uh, so he's kind of slightly aggressive. But this guy will do anything and everything to block the puck from going. And he's since 2005, 2006, he leads the NHL in block shots. Wow. So. This, so this is something, I guess, a lot of people are saying, like, why'd you trade Polak then? and this Whatever. But this guy's better than Polak because he actually he can puck handle. Correct. And make the outlet pass, and he's very good at that. Doesn't Correct. have the points to – he's not a goal scorer or anything, but he you can move the puck out of the zone, which is what the Blues need. So next trade, which I was kind of – we're like, wow, we have a lot of defensemen. And then we – well, we still do, technically. We still we do, because
1: like, we just traded one for another one. But, but, so, but as you said, addition, best attraction.
0: And uh, – So, like we said, no more – people blow me up for some reason. And uh, so, no more GTA 5 St. Louis. Correct. Sorry, It's gone. Sorry, Ian Cole. You are gone.
1: No more more passing the puck directly to the opposing team in the slot.
0: So, Ian Cole was sent to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Robert Bortuzzo and a 2016 seventh-round pick. Uh, So, Bortuzzo has played in 38 games this season, has six points, two goals, and four assists, 68 penalty minutes. Dude is huge. Phrasing. 6'4", 215 pounds. So, the dude is only played 113 regular season games. He's a right-handed shot, which the Blues, you know, and that's what McCulloch is, too. So, both two right-handed shots you're getting back here. Uh, Bortuzzo is um, some fans. might remember him from the Pittsburgh game where him and Bacchus got into it and yep. both got 10-minute misconducts. <laughs> so, this guy is, uh, you know, just basically a mean, nasty guy. Uh, still young at 25 years old. So,
1: my favorite quote of the day from the Facebook forum. I'm always glad when somebody who understands hockey chimes in and slaps the people back into reality is after this after this trade happened, somebody posted, Well, might as well ship the cup to a Pittsburgh right now. We're screwed. And someone went, Are you referring to the Ian Cole trade? And the guy goes, Yeah man, hey, haven't you ever noticed that anytime the blues get rid of someone, they automatically win the cup? And now the Penguins have Perron and uh, LaPierre and Ian Cole. And the guy's response was, oh, that's right. Let me look into my crystal ball. And he says, speech <laughs> speech from Doc Emmerich interviewing Sidney Crosby after winning the Stanley Cup in 2015. Sidney, man, you know, after all these years of getting really close with myself and Malkin and all these guys, we really can look to the acquisition of Ian Cole and the thing that put us over the top in 2015.
0: That's... <laughs> yes. That's so true. There was a lot of uh, interesting stuff out there today, so made it to be a good day. So, and then
1: my worst nightmare happened.
0: So, uh, you no. Know, so the Blues. Uh, this is kind of interesting. You thought everything I was done. I don't get it. I get it. 100. percent. I'll explain it to you. Go ahead. Uh, so here, the Blues acquire Ole Jokinen for uh, Jokinen Lindstrom and a conditional 6 round pick. Uh, I think it's basically if Jokinen plays a certain amount of games, it stays a sixth round. If he only plays a little bit, he goes to like a seventh round or something. I
1: like that. read that the blues have to go to the cup final and Jokinen has to play.
0: Yeah, he has to do something. So I'll explain this to you. Please. So what is in hit in Armstrong if you saw Armstrong you heard his like deal today. No, I missed it. So that. you probably missed the big thing that's gonna make you feel better. Okay. Um his exact I won't have the exact quote in front of me, but he basically said Right now, Yokin cannot fit in our top nine or even our top twelve. Okay. So basically, he's there in case something crazy happens to somebody. He said he can fill in. A, he's filling in a top nine in the past in case of injury. That's so why be he's a there. Scratch? pretty much. Uh, who would you rather come in right now, Eukin Lindstrom or Oljokinin?
1: I I don't know, man. Like
0: I rather have Oljokinin.
1: Is he that big of an upgrade?
0: Over over and Lindstrom, who was invisible ninety nine percent of the time he's out there? Hell yeah.
1: Uh dude, I liked Lindstrom this year. Mm. Now, I get that I am biased, and I have no reason why I hate Ole Jokinen as much as I do. I just don't like him. I the way that Tyler from Beyond Checker Dome is with Steve Ott, that is me with Ole Jokinen. I just hate the man. I have no Rhyme or reason why, but I always have. I I don't know, man. I the guy's got skill. There's no deny that he's got skill. Um, There was, and I wish I had my phone with me instead of upstairs. I forget who it was from TSN, and I I, I'm sure this was tongue in cheek. I hope it was, because if not, it's one of the dumbest insights in the world. Made a comment, um, and I'm paraphrasing again because I don't have it in front of me. That. Ole Jokinen has played over twelve hundred games in the NHL, only six in the playoffs, and that due to his due to his limited and quick disappearance in the playoffs, this can only mean that the Blues are going to be an early out, come the playoffs.
0: Oh, dude, they made like a they made like a rape joke today too, apparently too. Did they really not a rape excuse me, like a um infidelity joke, and apparently it and apparently they said about the Florida Panthers? And then Willie Mitchell went off on Glenn Healy, too. Wow. Saying, like, you suck. And it was like, you're an asshole. I forget who it was. I tuned in. So, yeah, they were. So, mind you, I know you got a lot of time to fill. Sure. Because they started, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning or something on TSN or something like that. But at the same time, it's like, man. I tuned in for a little bit over my lunch break. They had llamas on there, for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right after the. I don't think the NFL had llamas at the draft and stuff.
1: No, I don't think so. I think they went for full-on ostriches and stuff. It's just, I don't even know. I end stuff like that annoys me. Go ahead. I forget who it was who said it, and I think it was after the um, Ian Coltrane. But they made a comment that the Blues are making all these moves that don't make any sense when what they really need to do is address goaltending. Because, because, and they made the comment, you know, like Jake Allen's been off and on. Brian Ellie's been off and on, you know, they they won't designate a true number one, they don't have elite goaltending. And Ray Ferraro even came and he's like, you know, they tried that last year. It didn't work. You know, what do you it's not like the window for this team is one or two years. You know, obviously right now we're very much like the Vancouver Canucks of the early two thousands.
0: Yep. Getting close. Year getting in, close. year out,
1: we're a favorite, but we, we don't quite make it. Now Vancouver made it to the finals. Mm. We haven't done that, um, but it, it's it's just interesting to see the national perspective on where this team's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was like, who was out there from a goalie standpoint that you would want? Not Newirth. Yeah. You know there there were rumors about Niemi. Is yeah. Niemi really better than Brian Elliott?
0: Mm. I don't think so. Not at this stage. Q a couple years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not now. But I mean, it, or
0: on the same level. It's not like
1: least. there was a goalie available this year that would have been a,
0: a bona fide upgrade. I brought I, that point up to a couple people on Twitter that were saying, like, okay, now you just got to get rid of Berglund and address goaltending. And it's like, that's what I said. I said, name one goalie out there that's available yeah. that you can get, and then not one person responded If you to wanted
1: that, then you should have signed Ryan Miller back.
0: Yeah, which, if you did that, you wouldn't have Paul Stastny. Agreed. That people were like, you know, it's so funny how Blues fans are. Early in the year, people, were saying, everything. people were saying – God, we signed Stastny when we should have signed Miller. When Miller was like. Lighting it up. Lighting it up. And now Miller's kind of regressed to maybe about, about the way he normally is. Sure. And then Stastny's picking it up, and now everybody's like, well, Like, you know. Yeah. Like, we're glad we have Stastny now. It's like, Jesus. You know, that's why. I, I, I agree. I hate, like, the fickle fans or just. Or I hate the. The people that don't see big picture. And me and you, like, we obviously do this. We talk about it and sure. stuff. Like, I am people know us, and they know that we're big blues fans, so they talk to us about stuff. Right. You know. And but at the same the time, thing. it's like. Like, I don't try to act like I know-it-all or whatever, but, but it's
1: like... It, a common it, fan, you, you can look around. There was no goalie available that would have been an upgrade. Yeah. You're not going to get a carry price. You're not going to get Jonathan Quick. Oh. Hell, you're not even going to get Roberto Luongo out of Florida. Oh, Florida was leave. a buyer this
0: year. Yeah. Well, he was—he has no trade. He stay, right. He lives down there. But anyway, that's beside the point. Rask, point. All those guys, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, that, that crazy-ass rumor where that came from, where you thought you were going to get Tuka or are yeah, for then, whoever. They're,
1: they're not, those, those guys are going anywhere. Because there is such a premium on elite goaltending.
0: Yep. Much. You know,
1: it's and we, it's been proven. Look at the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks won a cup with Anthony Niemi and shipped his ass out the same year.
0: Mm-hmm. And then and
1: nope. they won one with Corey Crawford, who Tim, I wouldn't, too, with Corey Crawford.
0: I think Crawford is a backup. He was a backup that year. Yeah, but. which
1: I would not consider an elite goaltender.
0: Correct. He is paid like one.
1: Well, you win cups, and that happens.
0: Yes, but we're off our we're off our soapbox now. Yeah. So let's get into the trade deadline. I'll start rolling through trades. Okay. And then just oh, se- you said you had a proposition for me when it came to the opening. ah, my good proposition. So if Ole Okunin oh. scores the game, the cup-winning goal for the St. Louis Blues, you have to buy Ole Okunin's jersey.
1: I'll tell you what. I have an authentic third jersey that I've always said I'm not going to get lettered until we win the cup. And I've always said that whoever scores the cup, the goal that wins us the cup will go on the back of that jersey. If it's Jokinen, God forgive me, I will put Jokinen on the back of that jersey.
0: And I will do everything in my power to get that thing signed and framed for you. Oh. And then you have to put it on your wall and stare at it. When right. you're in bed, right? That, that
1: means that means the jerseys on my wall will go in this order: Bobby Hall, Brett Hall, Chris Pronger, Vladimir Tarasenko, Oli Eppin
0: Yokenen. That's that's Hall of Fame right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not going to go like that because I want you actually hanging from your ceiling, so you're just laying in bed every night. Uh, it's just like right there, like a mirror. <laughs> you can see your face in the reflection of it.
1: Did you see the uh, Oli the UFO thing that I posted? Yeah.
0: So great. Have you okay on the STL forums? Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen. I, if you just some guy has a like old and like it hasn't like eating a waffle. That's it. That, that is that the one you saw? The flying waffle. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that thought you meant. Anyway, I'm gonna start rolling through some stuff here. Okay. And then when there's a trade, just stop me when you want to talk about it. Like I said, we're gonna hit the big ones. Sure. And we're doing a little bit before the deadline because there was a couple big trades. Like there were. There yeah. were a ton of actually trades before the deadline. And a couple of trades that were business ones where oh, it was kind of all over the place this year, yep. which is crazy. And a few
1: things that we thought would happen that didn't happen.
0: Yep. So I'm going to go with big names and big trades, and then you just stop me when you want to talk about it. So Jeremy Jagger goes from the New Jersey Devils, or Jeremy Jagger if you want to call him that. Sure. I, I say whatever. Goes from New Jersey Devils to the Florida Panthers for a 2015 second-round pick and a 2016 third-round pick.
1: The only thing that I think is important about this
0: is it's interesting to see Florida make a run. Yeah. And hopefully get some people in the building. Yeah. And then a business transaction, more of a trade, is very interesting. David Clarkson goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets, which that contract was considered untradeable, pretty much, for Nathan Horton.
1: Somebody's got pictures of uh, JD and Farm Animals. So basically
0: the the business side of this is Nathan Horton pretty much can't is pretty much injured and probably would never play again. Ever. He's trying his best to rehab it, but pretty much if he has his back injury, his degenerative disc in his thing, yeah. if he gets it fixed, he cannot play hockey.
1: <laughs> if he doesn't, he might die. When takes a
0: Correct. So it's one of those things where Toronto will eat the money because if the contract was not insured for some weird reason, bizarre and Columbus, so Columbus gets a player that can actually be on the ice, mind you, a, pr- a player that's way overpaid and not productive. But at least you're getting a guy who actually pr- put, be on the ice compared to a guy who can't. So interesting. So that to me screams of Toronto. We owe you one. But and in Toronto just they have, make so much money up there? They print money up there. They can just eat the money and they get the five million cap space now. Yeah. Because they put him on long term IR, kind of like they're doing with, with um Kane. with uh well Kane, and then if you look at Chris Pronger mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Savard up in Boston. And then uh, Chicago Blackhawks pick up Kimo Timonen, who is freshly back from Finland yeah. after having blood clots in his lungs, I believe. Yeah. And for gets him from Philly for a, for a 2015 second-round pick and a 2016 conditional fourth-round pick. So they're trying to load up, which is interesting. Uh, another one they go, are going for it with Kane being out, Looks like he, which I don't think we have addressed yet. He has a broken left clavicle, which had to have major surgery, and he's out up to 12 weeks. Yeah. We basically, they basically said 10 weeks for sure. Yeah. So that, if you do the, on the calendar, that looks like you're out until at least the second round-ish.
1: Second roundish. 2nd round.
0: Third round, depending on how the series um, go.
1: Somebody, I forget who reported it, said that they were talking to some, uh, a anonymous source within the Chicago Blackhawks that said they would be lucky if they got him back for the cup finals.
0: Yeah. So let's
1: make sure that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. So Antoine Vermette goes from the Phoenix Coyotes to the Chicago Blackhawks. So they have that cap space now and yeah. they're going to try and go for it. And they you figured
1: that was going to happen.
0: No. Oh yeah. That's been rumored. As soon as Kane was heard, that's immediately that yeah. was heard. They get uh Phoenix gets Klaus Dahlbeck and a 2015 first round pick. So Dahlbeck reports immediately to Phoenix. So he's one of their kind of like not highly touted, but one of their good defensive prospects. Uh, a big trade that I thought came out of nowhere, in my opinion, was Keith Yandel goes to the New York Rangers for, for Chris Summers, and, well, along with Chris Summers, in a 2015 fourth-round pick for John Moore, pretty decent. I mean, yeah. it's a, a third-pairing guy. Anthony Duclair, who was one of the stars yeah. of the World Juniors, a 2016 conditional first-round pick, and a 2015 second-round pick. So, New York Rangers... Would we'll I have a pick for three years straight in the first round, bizarre. Last one they had was Anthony Duclair, who they just traded. Who they just traded? <laughs> so Duclair and actually uh, Phoenix, or excuse me, Arizona draft picked uh, Max Domi played on the same line of the World Juniors and looked awesome. So it looks like that's what they're going for, which could be great. So Phoenix is loading up, man. I think yeah. if they do things right, they could be pretty decent in that like like three or four years. I agree. So I we'll like that. There's in Arizona. Yeah, we'll see that. <laughs> Let's see how that is. So, a lot of moves were made. Uh, Winnipeg picks up former Blue Lee Stepniak for Carl Klindberg. Solid role player. Yep. I'm just trying to go anything that affects us. Uh, Dallas is unloading, guys. They sent Eric, Eric Cole to the uh, Detroit Red Wings for a couple uh, prospects and a second-round pick. Yeah. Uh, another trade I thought was interesting that's going to affect the Blues this week is the Philadelphia Flyers traded a longtime defenseman, Braden Coburn, for Radko Gudis. And a 2015 first-round pick and a third-round pick. And this Braden
1: Coburn might be one of my favorite names in hockey.
0: Yeah, and I've always liked that guy, so I was kind of interested that they – He seems uh, like
1: he should have like a, a six-shooter on his hip, like an old west guy. Yeah.
0: So long-rumored defenseman that's been available, Jeff Petrie, goes to the Montreal Canadiens for a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick in a 2015 draft. Boy, that
1: defense is going to be tough in
0: the playoffs. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Excuse me. The How about
1: the feel-good story of the day?
0: The Leopold one, yeah. I, know, I was just staring at that one. So Jordan Leopold goes to Minnesota Wild from the Columbus Blue Jackets for Justin Falcon, fifth round pick. So if if you guys weren't aware of this, uh, and I
1: hope this is real. I hope this isn't just marketing. Apparently Jordan Leopold's daughter, also named Jordan Leopold with a Y, with a Y, wrote a letter to the front office of the Minnesota Wild, and I guess that's where his family lives Is yes. in the Minneapolis area. Yeah. Um. Basically saying, um, you know, we really hate being away from my our dad being away from me. My mom doesn't like it either. It's been, you know, seven months. Yeah, my, dad's, he, my dad's miserable because yeah. it's
0: all young guys on the team. Right, you know, and you know, so remember, remember,
1: the Blues traded him at the beginning of this year because mm-hmm. Columbus needed Demon and yeah. Jordan wanted to play to prolong his career. Correct. Because he was kind of the odd man out here in St. Louis. Yeah. And I like Jordan Leopold. So... The second part of the letter says, We notice, you know, we watch your guys' games all the time on TV. We notice you've lost a few games. We're probably, we're, we probably think you're not happy with that either and you could use some defense. Could you guys please, please, please talk to Columbus and see if you could get my daddy back in Minnesota? And they did it.
0: And did, which was pretty awesome. So I'm sure Kai Kalainen, which he actually tweeted that letter out. Yeah. And said, Sometimes it's just not about business. Yeah. You know, so that's that was an, I mean, I mean, Justin Falk is a decent D man, so I mean, they got something yeah. back. And, and look,
1: I mean, I'm not a, I don't follow Columbus, but if Leopold's not playing, you know, why hold on to the asset?
0: Yeah, so that was a good thing there. So, uh, Anaheim's going for it too. They get yeah. uh, James Wisniewski and a third round pick from Columbus for Renee Bork, William Carlson, and a second round pick in the 2015 draft. So, uh, Bork was interesting because they just picked him up from uh, Montreal. That was interesting. They gets moved again. Uh, the, excuse me. The Ducks also get uh, Simon Dupre from the Pittsburgh Penguins for Ben Lovejoy. So Lovejoy goes back to the team that he had success with in Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, and old friend Eric Brewer was traded as well.
1: No, where did he go?
0: Uh, the NHL version, uh, almost Siberia. He goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs from from the Ducks, ha! and uh, they get. Uh, the Ducks get Corbin Holzer, Corbinian Holzer maybe. So they also trying uh, to also get the fifth round pick there, uh, and also the I last.
1: Surprised you didn't get traded to the Mudsnakes.
0: Ooh, that's true. <laughs> the last trade of the day, former Blue, which is going to affect the Blues here in a couple of weeks. Chris Stewart, yeah, goes to back to Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Wild for a 2017 second round pick. So, which means he's going to play
1: awesome for the first 17 games and then get
0: lazy again. Well they gotta make the playoffs, so they're right now looking outside looking in. So there was a lot
1: of bring Stewart back chatter on Facebook today too. And
0: I was I was hoping that not and Polak
1: both. And I was like, you guys don't get it. Like Stewart is great when he wants to be, but his work ethic has now cost him a job in Colorado, St. Louis, and Buffalo. Buffalo who is pretty much suiting up people who are season ticket holders right now.
0: Yeah, uh, let's see. I'm just gonna couple go our trades real quick. Our friend Dominic probably happy that the goaltending situation in Isle on New York. Dude, that's Islanders. great. Michael Newverth goes to That's a great
1: backup for Halak.
0: Yep. And so hopefully he can get some rest now.
1: Well, you gotta think that the Islanders probably read the tea leaves and, and look at what happened at his time here in St. Louis, which was it's always about this time of the year that something freaky happens and Halak goes down.
0: And for Chad Johnson, a 2016 conditional third-round pick, the Detroit Red Wings, who pretty much were supposedly in on Dion Phaneuf all day, and the the Toronto media and the TSN people were, like, literally trying to trade Dion Phaneuf for, like, 45 minutes straight. That's all they would talk about. And it was really getting to a point where it was almost like, It was like the Toronto like lunch, you know, the lunch show they do for Maple Leaf, Maple Leaf lunch or whatever the hell it's called.
1: How much would you need to get paid to be the captain of the team, like the Toronto Maple Leafs?
0: Oh, dude, like just to play hockey, I mean. But the same, I I say that. But yeah, people
1: talk about the New York media and how the New York media will eat up pro athletes.
0: I'm sure that's what they do. I I think
1: that it's that way for like football, all sports in New York because it's New York. But I think when it comes to hockey, I'd rather be in New York
0: than Toronto. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Holy yeah. balls. But, yeah, I mean, he's, the problem is he's getting paid like an uh, elite defenseman, and he's more of a second-pairing guy now. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a problem. He's seconds. Can, I see what you did there. So, anyway, yeah, so he did not get traded, but Merrick Zidlicky did to the Detroit Red Wings for condition, it also his conditional draft picks. So I don't yeah. even know what they got. So, I'm scrolling through here. There's a ton of trades, and I'll, the I'll get the exact about, number later. The thing that I
1: liked about the Blues trades is there's a lot of trades we made today, two of the big three, that are conditional as far as our return based on what this team does. You know, both the uh, McCulloch deal and the Jokinen deal, what we give back is directly linked to what we do in the playoffs.
0: Well, all we do for uh, Phoenix, well, they just get Latuna. That's all they get. They're, I thought they had, no, I'm sorry, we, we did. did yeah. If, if McCulloch never right. steps foot, which, uh, which we'll follow up on that right now, according to Jim Rutherford uh, and also Armstrong's I little he was chat. Skate tomorrow? He is on his way to St. Louis and will skate in St. Louis tomorrow. Right. Um, so we'll see and see how that goes. And he even said, like, I don't know how the process will go. Some of these injuries are days away and they're weeks away. Like, I don't want to be. How injured. many of
1: these guys do you think make the team next year, of these three?
0: Zero. Yeah. As much as I, I think Jokinen's done at the end of the year. Jokinen's just there for depth right now, and he's making two and a half mil. Well, well. And from what I understand,
1: he basically went to Toronto and said, "You need to move me to a place where I can." And try which, to win and which they said yeah, they, did. And
0: they did. The other thing, which we will add to the the uh, uh, deal, they are also retaining fifty percent of the salaries of this year. That's awesome. So basically, his cap hit for the rest of the season is like five hundred thousand. Yeah. Which, which made the I think made the because uh, there's nothing retained on the Jokinen deal. Yeah. Because Jokinen technically is making 2.5 million this year, so I mean it's a little bit less obviously because we're late in the season. Yeah. But I mean that though with Arizona retaining, I'm sure it made that deal a little easier to. Plus, swallow. I
1: believe we, we freed up some cap space in the Cole deal too. Yeah, very little. Not a lot, but like a hundred thousand so. or something
0: like that, less than a hundred thousand, I think that I read. So as much as I would like that McCulloch next year. I think you, your pressing need is to get Tarasenko signed. Get probably get Jake Allen signed. Yeah, and then um, you have like somebody like Jackman, who's not going to get what he's making now, but he's still going to make decent money. Um, is
1: Jackman up, or does he have one more year? He's up. Okay.
0: So uh, interesting stuff. So that is our trade. I think Jack
1: will take the hometown discount.
0: He will, but, I mean, uh, he's making around three now, but you figured he's going to get at least half of what that at least. If okay, not he'll get one five to two. One five to two, so that's a million-dollar savings, and um, McCulloch is making five, yeah. technically. So, so interesting of these stuff.
1: guys, you then look at next year rolling them with the defensive core of Petro. Bo Meester, Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson, Jackman, probably. And then, you know, with Cole gone.
0: Mm-hmm. But he was restricted at the end of his year. Do you,
1: do
0: you make Lindbom a full-time
1: player next year?
0: I'd say you can put him on third pairing next year. Well, it depends on what they do. Like, I, I would not be sad about that. I think showing promise. I like Lindbom. Yeah, so I wouldn't be like, oh, that sucks. Like, we're struggling there. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind him and bring him and Butler back, bring Butler back cheap as, like, the seventh defenseman. Right. And then I would I would really like McCulloch back. I mean, McCulloch and Jackman is your, like, last pairing. I wouldn't mind it, but I'd be fine with Limbaum and Jackman as your last right. pairing. So.
1: And then you cut homeboy from Pittsburgh
0: loose. bartuzo he's restricted, so I'm sure he might be able to come back. It might bring him back as the seventh and not uh, okay. Butler. Or, McCut- or Butler, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Bartuzzo, is just depending on how he plays, he's restricted. Who knows? He's only 25, so we'll see what they sign him to.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what this blue line looks like going into the playoffs. Yep. I do like that we got a little more physical because I think it, especially going back to the last
0: There you go, Bluehands grit. Right. There you go. Going back Stopped to the last it.
1: playoffs, it you know, you saw that the Blackhawks were able to post up in front of uh of Miller and you know, that's not going to be the case now.
0: And Bortuzzo, that ain't going to happen because that dude is a uh, huge, at yeah. least. So, a lot of different things going on. So, yeah, let's just wrap it up there cuz I think that's uh, about it for there. Yeah, I so. Most so. of the trades, a lot of good stuff happened there. So, um, yeah, we'll eventually get back to doing it, cuz we did promise a uh, hall, hall of shame of thing, but we just it's super busy. Uh,
1: too much stuff going on.
0: So, we're just jam packed with stuff lately. So, like this one we're going on a pretty long one here, so compared to our last couple. So, Let's just go ahead and uh, wrap this in a nice little bow. So if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, at BluesHockeyNHL, or at my personal Twitter, at JPMBluesFan21. And mine is at AwesomeBalooza. And also, you can like get a hold of us on Facebook, look up Blues Hockey Podcast. I don't know what happened this week on Facebook, but all of a sudden we've had a lot of likes all of a sudden. Very odd. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I oh, was nothing wrong. I appreciate all the uh, love. Like all of a sudden, just I saw like a ton of people liking us, and I was like, Did I do something on? I looked it up in my. Did I say something on Twitter or on Facebook by accident? Did I post a picture of my wife. And I was like, mm, No, I think we're good there. But uh, yeah, so thank you for that, and uh, thanks for all the love on Twitter as well. And if also last place to check us out is at our website, blueshockeypodcast.com. And yes, we are back on iTunes. Like yeah. as as I posted that. It got fixed, and I was like, ah, well, it got fixed. So that's good. So once things are finally settling down with the trade deadline and just tax tech season, technically not as stressful as it once was no. for me, but at the same time, i am kind of enjoying my time. Not so, bad, man. So once I get to handle of how to spend my time.
1: It's kind of crazy when I of a you have a ton of free time.
0: A lot of video games lately.
1: Speaking of, what are you doing? It's going to take me about 45 minutes to get home.
0: I don't know. I'll, I'll be up. I'll probably watch Raw while you're driving home then. All right. So anyway, yeah, you can text me about that. So, cool. but uh, yeah. now Also, if you do have to get a hold of our podcast girl, which according to her, and she sent me the exact message last night, she did a uh, new photo shoot with Blue stuff. And she
1: told me that too. And then she, I believe she, she posted one picture, user picture, which is yeah <laughs>
0: what he said. And, uh, yeah. So, and apparently she said, yeah, we took about 300 pictures. So I should Damn. have some new ones to put on the website and on our Twitters and her Twitter. So make a hold of her at MSR, Melissa, Nicole, one L one S Melissa, Nicole. And also, uh, I think hers is the same, or it's like Melissa, Nicole on Facebook. Yep. And then, um, I guess like Instagram is the, the same thing. thing our STL, Melissa, Nicole, uh, all links are on the website at yep. blues, hockey Uh, two more items is go out and check out Brook Royals. Get bleed blue. It's on iTunes 99 cents on Amazon 99 cents. Go get that. Uh, last thing, go review us on iTunes. I always forget to bring that up. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I brought it up like one time and then it's just those things where I just kind (coughs) of forget.
1: Yeah. We get rated. That's all kind of the good stuff.
0: Yeah. It basically moves us up on like the charted list or whatever. And, Mind you, it'd be nice. Yeah, just get us, bring us up there, and then especially with hockey season, the Blues will be getting to the playoffs here. more eyes on the Blues, the better. That's kind of one of the reasons why we do the show, just hot, hot eyes. But, you know, we listen, so you see us. Um,
1: yeah. It's been a good season, man. It's been nice to, to bring more fans in and be a little bit more interactive. And it's always great during the games, like, you know, when I'll tweet something out and I get people replying back to me and you get into conversations because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all fans.
0: Yeah, so it's nice. Um, we had a her friend. We just uh, happen
1: to be fans with microphones.
0: Correct. Our friend uh, Bobby, from our Alley yeah. Kings fan, was a little upset with us the other night for not taking care of Vancouver.
1: <laughs> well, he's like, "You had one job." I'm like, "Hey, we're tied now. Yeah, he was, we're, yeah, you lost the shootout.
0: Yeah, we tried. So that then, team, I'm
1: telling you, that team's not done.
0: Well, they're currently a point out two points out. No, they're they have the last spot right now. No, they? no, they're actually three points out because uh Minnesota's grabbed the last spot. Yeah. But they're once one they're tied with Calgary for the number three spot. Got it. So if things hold right now in the Pacific. In the Pacific. Yeah. So they're close, but and the crazy rumor the crazy rumor of today was Slava Voinov getting traded. <laughs> Did you no, see that one? I
1: saw that, but
0: mm. I saw that. I was like, what? And then that disappeared real quick. A lot of, and that's the other thing too, which my minor rant before we actually completely wrap up, which I forgot to bring up. What kind of joy do people get on a day like this, of making like exact like the best fake Twitter account and like retweet like trades that are like plausible trades, and then so a lot of people retweet them, and then all of a sudden they are like, oh, it's a fake account, and it goes. With, like a fake
1: Bob McKinsey account.
0: Yeah, or the, there's a fake Pierre LeBron. There's a fake everything today because I know Ponder. <laughs> Our friend Jeff Bondur He got duped twice in the last two days. What did do do? he do? Uh, there was a one that I suppose a PA uh, Parento got traded, and he retweeted, and I forgot who it was. And then he, he actually went on, and he's like, sorry, I got duped again.
1: Yeah, I saw his tweet about, really, if you make tr- fake Twitter accounts, you need you need more
0: better things to do. I, I just, you know, I make sure I only follow, like, certain, like, very limited. That's why some fans always ask, like, follow me back. You know, and it's like, Um, I probably can do more organizational things on my Twitter, but I just literally follow, like, any kind of hockey resource and maybe, like, a couple of, like, you know, other people.
1: It's really weird. Like, my Twitter feed is tons of hockey, a little bit of pro wrestling, and some porn stars. It's it's so (laughs) random. i will be like, hockey, 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 hockey. There's some boobies. Hockey. Hockey, 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 hockey. There's a pro wrestler. Hockey, hockey, hockey. That's where babies come from. Hockey,
0: <laughs> hockey, hockey. <laughs> uh, that's good. So, yeah, that's, uh, let's see. I think that's everything we got. So let us know if you like, what do you think of the trades? Hit it yeah, up on Twitter. Yeah, I,
1: I would love public reaction. And if, if you guys think that I'm just absolutely nuts for my hatred of Ole Okunin, feel free to tell me.
0: I think you're nuts.
1: I I have no rational reason for it. I just have never been a fan of that dude, ever. I think and the haircut. Wearing a
0: effing blue note. The haircut. The haircut this year is a little, little much for me. I'll be Everything, honest.
1: man. Everything. Everything.
0: All right, so we'll wrap it up from there. So we'll see how it is. If you got some comments about the trades, on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast, on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL, or just we'll put a comment when I post this up. This should be posted the next day, maybe later tonight, because tomorrow I might have something going on. So we'll see. It'll be up there. Eventually. Soon. Soon. I'll probably do a step late tonight and just do what the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs sleep? Alright. All right. <laughs> Let's try Man, okay. for Maine. See you guys.